I see a huge waterfall. Huge waterfall. Looks like Niagara Falls. And the water has nothing but doves coming out. This morning, God wants me to testify. I sat down in the corner, I could barely move, and God had a portal of the kingdom to expand over my head. And God said, be love. He wasn't talking to me, he was talking to you all. This is my beloved, who I am well pleased. Do you know how special that had me to feel? Because he said the same thing to Christ. When John baptized Christ, who I am well pleased. This is my beloved son. God says, this is my beloved. And you know when somebody, you know, congratulate you or compliment you, it's like, you can't tell me nothing now. God knows what to say. He knows exactly what to say and what to do. I had a visit from Gabriel last night. And he stood behind me and I saw his shadow in my blinds. Our spirit man going to allow us to know who we are and count ooh angel every time. Ooh angels are flying around. And I'm going to tell you like this. I was like, I know that's Gabriel behind me because my spirit is telling me that. So I turned around to look and I see nothing but my bedroom. But supernaturally, Gabriel was standing there. And Gabriel said, are you ready this time? Without even saying anything, are you ready this time? I'm coming to you with some instructions. You must follow these instructions. And he had me to share them with you. You know, God used a bird to say words over me that I don't even understand, but I can feel the love language every morning for the past three months. And sometimes the birds say more than, you know, other days it says less than, you know, some days more than. And I'm not going to record every time, but if I catch you while I'm on here with you, I will. Have you guys to hear? And I thought about how God used the ravens to feed Elijah. And here I am in this day and age. And God is using this bird to just feed me just words of wisdom. Let me tell you how birds have personality. This bird wanted to put the face with the person who speaks every day. So this person, excuse me, this bird stood right in front of my window to see my face that day. Like, I got to see who you look like, who you are. I hear you. I'm in a tree. I'm not looking down. I'm half asleep too. And that bird looked at me while he was drinking water. I thought it was so funny because the bird's bending down the drink and still keep looking at me like, I'm thirsty, but I'm still looking. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. This happens every day. Every day. Every day. 
I'm like, come on, Father, a bird? A bird. I can imagine how Elijah was when he was, you know, amongst those ravens. He had to bond with those ravens. They were feeding him every day. God used them to feed him flesh and God sent manna from the kingdom. He said, bread and meat, I'm going to give you and you're going to drink water from the brook. Every day, Elijah, I got you. Take no thought for your life, Elijah. I think about Hannah. I think about Elizabeth. I think about Samson's mother. I didn't catch her name. I don't think it's mentioned in the Bible. I think about Rachel. I think about Sarah. If I didn't say Sarah already. They are way down generations upon generations. And God is still the same today. And I had a dream. That God said to me. You're going to be home a little longer than you think. And you're not going to rush it. I know you like to go and help. I know you like to go and preach. I know you like to move around. You don't sit still long. I know you like to go and travel and do this and do that. But you have to take care of home first. You can't rush that. You have to know the significance of restoration, Quinesha. Because restoration is another chance of what's supposed to take place before. I want everyone to sit and receive sila regarding restoration because what would it look like had you guys not missed it the first time? What would the earth look like if Adam had not fallen short? You wouldn't know what pain is. You wouldn't know what debt is. You wouldn't know what sin is. You wouldn't even know who Satan is. You wouldn't have no recognition even of Lucifer to even wonder where he is. But it's not that way because a man has fallen short. So now you're aware of what pain feels like, aware of what deception looks like, aware of how Satan uses all types of schemes and lies, being conniving to try to destroy you, which are hidden from you. Now you know what my son importance feels like from coming here for you. When it comes to restoration, you all just think of salvation. You have to think about every person, every place, everything, every um, uh, every encounter, every provision, every symbol, every sign, every negotiation, every conversation, every location that you and I were supposed to inherit that we passed up because we wasn't paying attention. Intentionally not paying attention. No one pays attention mistakenly. No one not pays attention by accident. Hear Holy Spirit this morning. Because God is moving. Things are changing. We intentionally missed the mark. Because we decided not to be in position. We decided not to follow through. We decided to say no and not to say yes. Who says yes and feel no? 
who feels no and says yes. Now think about everything that's being restored, even the things that you and I are not even aware of. A lot of people, a lot of places, a lot of things, a lot of conversations, a lot of collaborations, nations, connections, things that you and I did not receive because of the things that's connected to the people that we did not receive, the places we did not receive, the opportunities we did not receive, it's showing up again. Now God restores back our youth, but the year still goes up. It can never be 2020. Even though you were going into 2024 and receiving everything that was supposed to take place from 2020 for some of us, some of us 1980, some of us, you understand, 1960, some of us 1991, some of us 2022. Doesn't matter how long it's been for you. But everything that you and I miss from every second is being restored right where you and I are. So it's going to feel intensifying sometimes. Because you all look at it like this. When you think about the people that's supposed to be in your life right now, supposed to even be here right now, they've got a date for them. There's a date set for them. There are birthdays. There are holidays. There are encounters. There are schools connected. There are all kinds of things connected to that person that was supposed to be here for that collaboration to take place. And it's happening all over again in a different year versus the year it was supposed to happen. Come on, somebody. So you better look at the significance of restoration a lot higher than it is. Many of us supposed to be on a job long ago. I don't want that job. I don't want that job. Now you got it together. Okay, I'm preparing for the job. It's probably new employees there, a new supervisor there, but you're still in the company. You're still in the company. You understand. See, the doctors that was there for me back then, they're not here now because it's been years and they probably practicing something else. But it's still happening for me. But the people and places sometimes, it's a shift that takes place. So I want you to look behind the scene regarding how important, significant, how significant, how significant, how significant, how important, how significant, how important, how significant restoration really is. Think about everything that's not there that you and I know was supposed to be there had we not walked away, how it would have been all this time. Now think about how it's coming now, where you are now. And that's why Gabriel came to me. And I was like, you keep coming to me like this. I said, where's Sarah? Where's even Rahab? Where's Rachel? Where's Mary? Where's Elizabeth? Where's Samson's mother? Where's all these women that can help me? Where are they? God, give me a dream. I was being ordained to do something higher in ministry. And the day I was being ordained, I had to walk, you know, to the altar. And I had my baby there. And I put cereal in the bottle. 
And my mom was like, why are you doing that? This is a sign. This is not, you know, literal speaking. And she said, why are you doing that? I said, so it can last longer. So it won't be hungry so fast. And when God is talking to you, he's not going to have the man there. Because he wants to talk to you because we are curious. God always comes to the woman first. He came to Hannah first. You understand? Came to Sarah first. Came to Mary first. Came to Samson's mother, whose name I haven't caught yet first. I don't think it's even mentioned. Even Hannah said, go to Akanon. Go to him, Gabriel, and tell him what you told me. Some women will say, okay, I receive it. And sometimes God will say, go tell the man. And some of us women will say, no, you go tell that man. Something like that. No, you go tell him. Mary, can you share with Joseph what you said to me? Eli, go tell Okadon. Go tell Panina too. What you said to me about Samuel. Gabriel, go tell Samson's father what you just said. Gabriel, go tell Jacob what you said to me regarding Joseph and Benjamin. Go tell. And I look at today's day of doing things. It's a lot different. Because God had me to say on a podcast. They didn't have a podcast then. In this dream, I put cereal in this child's milk in a bottle. So he wouldn't be hungry fast. That's something I would never do. I would never do that. And God was just showing me a sign. My mother said, why are you doing that? So I can hurt and do this while he's still drinking and eating. It will hold him off until I finish doing this. And God was saying, don't you be too busy for your baby. Because your baby is coming. I know you like doing things to help people. I know you be stretched and allow people to have you go this place, that place. But you have to set some boundaries. And that's what my spiritual mother said. You have to set boundaries, much more boundaries as people begin to flood in your life. Because when people know that you're not on a nine to five, they think that they can talk to you whenever, however. And I thank God that people texting me now before calling. If she texts back, they'll be okay. She's available. You understand? It's bigger than... Facebook is bigger than YouTube. It's bigger than a podcast. It's bigger than just going out in the community. God is flooding people in our lives in all kinds of ways. And many are desperate. I gotta go to you. I don't care. It's a woman with the issue of blood. I don't care about breaking any type of religion deed, religious deed. I don't care about breaking any type of religion act, religious act. Touch the hem of his garment. Forget being unclean. I've been unclean too long. I'm right to be clean again. They go to man in the bed. 
trying to get in the water, but that's every time he tried to attempt, there goes somebody else jumping in. Nobody even went to drag the man in. You've been here longer than we have. Let's just drag this man in this water. But Christ knew that's not what he wanted for him because he had a different type of water. Do you understand? The woman, the good Samaritan, she probably dropped half of that water running so fast to go tell her encounter with Christ because she received living water. And Gabriel came to me and he said, listen to the instruction. You have to take care of home first. You're going to be home a little longer. You're still going to be in ministry. My plan was, okay, okay, since you keep talking about kids, God, you keep talking about marriage. Okay, God, you're not talking about no car right now, even though I can go do right now. You're not releasing that right now. I can do whatever right now. They asked me to come back to Africa for Christmas. I can do this. I can go. I can book a flight. That's not what you're saying to me. You want me to sit still and hear about a kid coming and marriage and not even just marriage. It's just a kid. And what to do when this kid come? I'm like, I got it. I got it. You're not listening. Because I have to say it again. My plan was to buy one of them swallowing things and strap this child around me and take this child with me. No. It's not what God wants. It's not what God wants. I need you to really invest your effort, your time, all of you in this kid and don't even try to rush it. And God said, did Hannah try to rush Samuel? To give them over to Eli? No, she won them all first. She didn't rush that. And God was showing me how I was rushing because I wasn't even nursing, you know, at this time. I was just, you know, I pumped it and put cereal in it so it could last longer so I could do more. No, you're not doing that. And the reason why God don't have this man to know, and I mean by going to this man and telling him this, because... God always deal with the woman because we're the ones who's carrying the promise. This is all new to me because my son is so favored and so graced by God. But God never instructed me about my son, even though he knew my son would be here. Because God's not going to write down two men for me. He's only going to write down one man and what comes out of that man. Thank God for favor. Thank God for him being faithful to just have a book for my son, even though he was conceived out of marriage. Come on, someone. Come on, someone. So all of this is new to me. This is what God wanted to say. Gabriel wanted to say. Holy Spirit want to say, heaven want to say, all those years ago, and every day, I said, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear, he keeps leaving, I don't know if he's coming back, I'm just going to stay to this other person, because this person lives near me, so I know they're not going to leave, because this guy who said I'm his wife in my church home, he lives down the street from me, so I know he's not going anywhere, but God removed that man, that's not him.
And that child didn't want that milk. God showed me what to do and what not to do. Even when it comes to eating habits. You know, many of us, we crave things. We eat all kinds of things. We expect it. That's what we do. I thought I was going to, like God said, you're going to crave this. You're going to crave that. I don't even really eat that. I don't even go to that place. And God said, I'm telling you what you're going to crave, but that don't mean you're going to eat it. Because all of that is forbidden for you to eat. What? And he said that to Gay during the visitation of Gabriel. You're not eating none of that. You're going to eat what I tell you to eat? Okay. Is that serious? God not going to repeat it. Write down what I tell you to eat. There is no saying to me to say to God, I'm not even with this man yet. It's like, you know what? You better pay attention and write that stuff down and start playing. Because God don't just come just because. Nothing with God happens no by no by no by no coincidence. He's that intentional. Now, what you and I do with the instruction, it prepare us for the next step. See, Sarah wasn't prepared for her step. And that's why she had to wait and take another step. See, if Abraham didn't leave, like God said, before he gave him instructions, it wouldn't have been no father of many nations. Because God kept telling him that while he was circumcising other people's sons. Where's mine? Do you understand? Just like I'm a, you know, a doctor, a gynecologist, and I'm trying to deliver, you know, all these babies coming and God promising me mine. And I'm like, I'm seeing babies born every day and where's mine? That's how Abraham had to feel, but still deny the thought to feel a different way to continue to believe for the promise. And that's why he received it. And God showed me this child. If I don't, and God give me warnings. If you don't eat how I tell you to eat, your child is not even going to want to eat from you. And I saw the warning. Come on, let's eat. Mm-mm, I don't want that. I don't want that. That's nasty to me. I don't want that milk. It's sour. It's tinted. It's not pure. You didn't listen. I can never eat from you. It's nasty. And I was like in a dream. Oh boy, what am I going to do? That was God giving me a heads up. You might want to listen. How about you need to listen? There are no other options. You understand? I'm like, all of this is being said to me over and over again. But what got me is that I was being ordained in my church home. And my baby woke up 
And I want him to stay asleep. Like, hold on, let me let them call my name. Let me get what they want me to get. Let them pray over me. Then I come back and get you. I'm coming. Just stay asleep a little longer. And he lifted his hand up. And I was like, oh, God, he's getting up. And I was like, maybe he's going back to sleep. No, he's up. And I need to feed him. Okay, let me hurry. Put some cereal in his bottle. No! You can't do that. You can't do that. I can't rush it. It's like many of us want what we don't, what we don't have. And I'm, what I mean by that is we always want the opposite. I never want to be home long. Just, I want to, I'm a person that's out and about. You understand? Traveling, releasing, and preaching, and praying, all these things, going every place, everywhere. But still take care of home. But that's not what God wants. You're going to be homeless for a little bit. And you're still going to be miserable. You're still going to be doing things. But you have to take care of home first. And many of us ladies, we're not even aware. We're neglecting home. We're doing so many other things outside of home. And we can see it in our kids. We can see it in our clothes. That's thrown probably all around the room. We can see it in our way we cook it. We rush in to cook food just to do the next thing. Whatever that next thing is, it's not important enough to rush what's taking place before that. Everything that we do is under the glory of God. We can't rush that. That's why many of our children are acting out because we're neglecting them and not aware. Just because we're feeding them and giving them a place to stay and hugging them and asking them how you're doing, that's not really important to them. And they're the generation coming next. That's why God had me in a school filled with nothing but elders. And they are letting me know, you, we pushing you. We're going to keep pushing because we know what you're doing. We know what you do out there in society. We know how powerful you are. We can see in you more than you can see. And you are the generation after us. So we're teaching you the way you should go for you to teach the next children after you. We can't teach them. We can, but it's for you to teach them. Generation upon generation, not generation, wait, hold on on that one and go to this one or skip one. There's no skipping nothing, period, because in every generation, there is someone who's willing to carry the task. No matter if you're in the 60s, somebody in the 60s willing to carry it, 70s willing, 80s willing, 90s willing, you understand? 2000, the millennial women, they're willing, excuse me. Hallelujah, even if we go to 3000, there's somebody willing to complete the task. God's not going to skip. Because there's just one person. Do you understand? That's why Abraham said, would you spare an entire city for 40 people? Yes. 35? Yes. 30? Yes. 25? 20? Yes. 10? Yes. If Abraham went all the way down to one, God would still say yes. That's why God didn't go. He said, I'm going to Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm going to destroy the place right now. Abraham said, that's not what God would do. Destroy the righteous with the wicked too. And God said, you're right. I won't. That's why God sent the angels instead of himself. He sent them instead. Because he wasn't going to do that. He's not going to skip generations. And we keep talking about the generation after, you know, this one right now. They just, you know, they do whatever. They, they just lost. They just this, this, this. And look at the words we're sowing into them. And many of us having children. And they're going to be the ones who teach our children. And we teach our children. But they're going to be in society with our children. And the way they should go. Maybe our, our children's teachers. Our, our children's, you understand, cashiers. Doesn't matter. Maybe they're bankers. They're realtors. 
So we have to teach them so they can know how to teach our children when they encounter them. Our kids don't stay home. And many of us think when our children turn 18, our parenting skills are done. We're not parents no more when our children are 18. Once you're 18, I'm over. No, we're going to always be a parent. Who are we going to be in the kingdom when our children come there? Who are they going to be to us? Just a citizen? No, that citizen came from you. That came from God. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Open your eyes up wide. No wider than that. I'm telling you, there is a hole in my belly. It is a portal. It keeps expanding. It's an anointing in my stomach. Gabriel came and touched my stomach. Came and touched my stomach like that. And I've been instructed as to what to do. And I cannot rush this kid to grow up. I'm like, okay. And guess what? It's not even just that kid. Hold on. How many times are we going to be doing this? God, I'm excited. But yes, I got to stay home a little longer. Now, he doesn't mean stay home every day all day. No. Just that you expect it to be out and about, you know, a little sooner than you not supposed to. <laughs> okay. So it's no, eat, eat, eat. Okay, come on. Cannot try to rush that kid. You cannot have a child eating solid food at three months. Come on, stop playing. <laughs> the child can't even chill. You got to stop playing with that kid. <laughs> yes, that's nothing I would never do, but I'm just giving you an example. God, like, do not rush it. Don't rush it because I need everything in you to be imparted into that kid. And I'm giving you the way to do it. If you don't follow, you're going to see what happens with that. And I'm not wanting to see and I'm not going to see what God already showed me what could happen if I don't listen. I don't want a child that doesn't want to take from me. No. So I must eat how God tell me to eat. And you know what's so amazing? I'm like, Father, that is so long ago. I read about you doing that to Samson's mother. Even, you you know, even to, you understand? Samuel's mother. A lot, pretty much all of them were given some specific instructions. And here you are, 2024, instructing me. And I'm like, all this information I'm receiving now is being restored back to me. Because I was supposed to hear all this then. And God always tells the woman first. Because you're the carrier. And some of us women tell the men. And sometimes God would say to the men. But I have not read that God went to the men after the woman. Unless the woman said something first. Because you are the one to carry the promise. You have to know what to do. And I've realized my life is not normal at all. Nothing about it. And I have to be okay with that more and more. Because things are happening that I just read about and it's happening to me in this generation. That happened to them back in biblical times. Because God is still the same. He never changed. And I used to get frustrated. Talk to me about something else. I don't want to even conversate with this man about anything else about the future. I want to talk about everything right now. Who am I to say that to God? See, that's why he keep talking about it. Because I'm not receiving what he's saying, no matter how long it, it can be. 
or it takes to come. Because it's not as far as I think it is. Because I'm looking at time and God, his moves is outside of time. His moves are definitely are outside of time. So don't think about that in that way. When it comes to anything of God, don't look at it naturally. You got to keep it spiritual, supernaturally. That's the only way it's going to manifest naturally. We can't take from the kingdom and just have it naturally done. It has to manifest itself and it's called transformation. It's called transitioning. Do you understand? From one place to the next. From God's kingdom to the earth. And that's how we live on earth to the kingdom. We keep trying to live in the kingdom how it is in the earth. It's never going to work. We keep trying to use faith by looking and seeing with our natural sight. That's not how faith works. And that's why many of us are losing sight of what's happening because we're trying to work faith and we just need to allow faith to work. And I'm like, out of all things God talking to me about is this baby. And I felt so bad in that dream. I would never do that. I would never put cereal in my kid's bottle to, so they could be full longer so I can do something in ministry. But God would just show me a symbol and that's not what I would do. But just the, the thought of seeing something like that, it just got me like, oh my God. And that's what God, he knew what to do to get my attention. I know you would never do that, but that's a form of rushing. I don't want you to rush this. Don't rush your kid because you want to do this and do that. Don't strap your kid around you. Don't swallow your kid around you and you walking out the house going to preach and all that. No, you need to invest in your kid. I'll let you know what to do, when to do, and how to do. But take the time with your kid because I need you to release into that kid for what that kid is there to do. None of us as parents should be like, oh my goodness, when our kid cried in the middle of the night, oh God, you up again? Mm-mm. There's a reason. Oh my God, another diaper? Mm-mm. There's a reason for everything. And God used kids to keep us bearing fruit because we shouldn't be feeling the way we feel. Many of us can't wait for our kids to leave. And why is that? Many of us don't do nothing with our children or with those in our home. How many spouses have not been touched in a while? It's none of my business, but I'm telling you the truth. It's Holy Spirit is having to say to you. Do we even understand why God created physical intimacy? Don't live off the world way and bring that in your, you understand? And your powerful, sacred marriage. Your ministry. Preordained. It's a reason for everything that God has created us to do. And many of us have no idea what these things are for and what and how or who. Because many of us just want some things. No, you have to want everything. Because when you seek God first, you have everything. I don't want what you're able to do in specific areas. No, I need you to do, and I need you to be who you are to be. Just be God, and I'm going to be. And Gabriel stood right behind me last night. 
had no idea he anointed my belly. And I cannot even describe what it looked like. If I could just see it like an open portal inside of my belly. I just described it, didn't I? Deaf ass, right? <laughs> because Holy Spirit just had me to come here. I'm starting to realize the things that God is doing in my life that was set up to happen all along. And I'm I'm receiving growth with restoration and healing at the same time. Because we have no idea what we actually pass up by just not being receptive to receive when it is the time. That goes for all of us. We all miss marks all the time. Every time for many of us. Until we just learn how to stay quiet and humble ourselves. In every area. Many of us move around too much with money. Humble yourself. And let God do it. Stop toiling so much for money. Let God just flood you in. Take that load off your back. And let him instruct you as to what to do. Or you're going to go crazy. Because it's never going to be enough for you. You're going to do too much. And it's going to seem like it's never enough. You're going to feel overworked. Every time. God never tends for my house. Your home. To have something that needs to be done. And we don't do it. And go out here and try to bless other people in their homes. Got to take care of our ministry first. If it's dirty, clean it up and then go out there and help somebody. You arguing with your spouse or kids and go out there and be nice to everybody or pretend we're being nice. No, get that, get that situated first, then go out. Don't go out and leave it like that because your ministry is not standing strong if, it, if we're doing that. Many of our kids feel neglected. Many of them do because many of us are so busy in helping other people in their face. And not even in our children's face. You are, you my kid, you'll be fine. No. That's why they're out there doing things. That's why we can see them acting in the way they acting and living the way they living. It's going to show. Whatever we neglect. You come to my house and I look all clean and nice and it's dirty in here. You're going to see I neglect my home. I don't clean it. If I go out and spend all this money and yet I smell musky because I don't bathe. But yet I'm out here trying to have you to, you know, be baptized in water. Holy water. And I can't even get in fresh water. Do you understand? Tell me how beautiful merch is and, you know, I don't even wear my ring. Come on, someone. Come on, someone. You understand? You know what's so amazing? In the beginning, God called us the same name. They both were called Adam. God called both of them Adam. <laughs> That's why he didn't give her a name first. Because he called her him. Adam, where are you? That's why they both hid. In the, in the word it says, and they both hid themselves. Because he called them both at the same time. They both were named Adam. And look today, look how much things change. 
we are identified now in merch due to having the same last name, not first name. We share the same last name. But in the beginning, it wasn't a last name. It was just one name. Now, imagine your name being your husband's name. <laughs> you understand? God said, Derek, and you both read, and you both answered. <laughs> Vincent, and you both answered. You understand? Michael, you both answered. Your name is Michael. <laughs> Let me tell you why he did it that way. Because she was the second creation of, of humankind. You understand? Mankind. That's right. And God knew they were going to fall short. God knew that. <laughs> because it was just them. So he can call them to say. But look at us now. We so spread it away. I'm already here on this end. My mother not going to know what my spouse name is to even name me that. <laughs> and many of our mothers wouldn't even listen these this day and age. If God say, name your son, you know, I, I just, a name, do I? Name your son, I mean, name your daughter. Who on that? Yeah, okay. I name her Diesta, Diabro, Didra. I'm not naming her no wife. <laughs> That's a boy's name. You understand? See, Eve didn't have a mother. <laughs> she is the mother. <laughs> so, you understand? Hallelujah. And out of all things God talking to me about is that baby. And I felt some type of way. When I was um, in the dream, I didn't eat like God told me to eat. I was obeying my natural cravings. And when it was time for that child to take, that child did not want nothing from me. No, you didn't listen. Didn't listen. God instructed you how to eat and what to eat. And you didn't. Now, I thank God that because we're in a new covenant, it's not as strict as it was before. But a lot of things, what God say to us, whatever those things are, we better listen. And God says, stop thinking it's so far away. It's not as far away as you think it is. Because I'm like, you can't talk to me about nothing like today. Talk to me about something like, how long is this going to be? This, this is, I mean, come on, it's not even, you know, this can't wait. Mm -mm. God knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. And I was like, okay. I had to surrender and yield to it. God obviously is only talking to me about this. He's not coming to that man about this. Because I'm the one carrying it. And I have shared some things with this man. But I don't feel to share anything else right now. I shared enough. I shared enough. I have to make a promise to God that I would not even have a thought to want to rush my child, any child, period. I would not take care of things outside my home and neglect anything, any person, or any place in my home or anything connected to it. God says, say you will not rush your child. I will not. I promise God, I will not rush my child. I would not rush my child. I would not. 
I'm going to enjoy every moment as I'm supposed to. And I want to. This child is so sweet. This child was waking up in that dream and I was like, no, 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 don't get up yet. No, no, they about to call my name. Wait, wait, wait. And we all know it's not going to go down like that. Because for one, I'm not going to leave my child at no altar on no floor like that. <laughs> and for two, I'm not putting no three on my child's bottle at no newborn like that. And for three, I would never do any of that. No. And that man wouldn't even allow that to even happen. But that's why God was showing me, only me being there, because he's giving me the sign. He's giving me the heads up, and we call them warnings. I don't use the word warning too much, because when we hear warning, we think of death. We think of terror, like, oh, God's about to punish us. No, we're in a new covenant. When you hear the word warning, just hear correction. Just hear heads up. Something that is like, okay, warning, don't make a laugh. That's a warning. If you do, because God said not to, you're going to see what happens when you did. Now you're in traffic. See, we, we face warnings every day. We just, you understand? Warning. That means heads up. Listen. Follow the instruction. You understand? And I'm like, okay, God, I'm following. I'm following. I'm listening. I'm watching. I got you. I got you. I'm not going to do that. God say be home a little longer doesn't mean that I'm going to be just sitting down, sitting around all day, all day, every day. No. You go out and do things in ministry, but it has to be how he wanted to be. And one thing he said, don't move too fast. Don't rush anything. And I was like, how many times are we going to be doing this? I'm open for it. The things God asking me, he never asked anybody before. Because the things he asking me is for me. What I never heard or seen before. What your eyes have never seen. Because it made sense to me. Okay, you get, you know, you have a baby with your husband, okay. You know, you go and, you know, take your baby with you. Go do whatever, you know, God used you to do. No. Because I've already had it all planned. I'm going to strap this child around me with this swallowing thing they got now. <laughs> Whenever that time comes, you're just going to be strapped around. Just know that. I'm not, I don't do the backpack thing in the front. No, I just swallow you around. It's going to be like African style. You're going to be in the front, not the back. <laughs> and you're going to go with me, okay? Nope, it's not going to be that. <laughs> you know? If I do go somewhere, that's different. But just the way I thought it was going to be, nope, not like that. And there are many women who want to stay home and God like, no, you got to go out. No, I don't want to go out. I want to stay home. No, you're going out. I want to stay home. <laughs> See? Many are like, I don't want no kids. No, you're going to have a child. I don't want any. So I'm like, I want some. You have to be patient. I want some. See how we always do the opposite? We have to do the same thing that God is doing. <laughs> so, Father, I want what you want, and I mean it. Thank you, and I want them to hear it. I'm excited about all of it. Yes. Yes. I just cannot. This, that dream got me 
that dream got me. It's still in my spirit. Oh, God. That dream got me. Oh, God. Oh, God. I want to hear more about Elizabeth. I want to hear more about Rachel, Rahab. I want to hear more about Hannah. I want to hear more about, you know, Elizabeth. I didn't say that. Mary. I want to hear more about their story because all we hear about it is, you know, it's, it's too much to be in one book, but we hear about, okay, how Gabriel came to them. You know, God came to them with a word. Okay. Some of them came to their husbands and you know, some of them had the angels go to their husbands and you know, it happens according to what God said, but I want to hear the entire process before they even conceived the child. Because that's where I'm at right now. I want to hear more about that part. I want to hear more about that part. And God says, would you feel any better if you did hear? How about if I just have it to be the way it is now for you? Something I never done before. How about I just start with you? Mm -hmm. My God... Mm -mm -mm. God asked me a question, ladies. I didn't know how to answer that. God said, do you want me to keep your womb open? Now I know not to talk in a way we not to talk to God because he wouldn't ask that if he wanted me to say no. So, why would I say no if he asked me something like that? But why would I say yes to something like that? It's like, answer how you ought to answer, but is that how you really feel to answer? So I was like, yeah, I don't care. If that's what you want, keep it open. Then I said, wait, 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 wait. A lot comes with that. Because you can't think of yourself being old and brittle and bones and, you know, you can't think of how, you can't think of your physical appearance with a supernatural encounter. Because you're going to miss Sarah's entire testimony. And I'm like, ah, uh, whatever you want. How about that? Let's just leave it there. Whatever you want. <laughs> Let me put it back on you. Whatever you want. And God said, that's not what I asked. Oh, God, you want me to answer? Do you want me to keep it open? <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> oh, God has given me some serious instructions. I can never take birth control. I can never use protection. Nope, I can never stop it. Or try to. I eat a little bit of everything. And God said to me, I want you to eat more whole grains when you create this child. I don't want you to eat no pork. I want you to eat a lot of fish. I was like, okay. A lot of fruits and fresh vegetables. I'd rather you have them raw than cooked. I was like, okay. Okay. I'm thinking I can eat whatever I want whenever that time comes. Nope. Or oh, that child is not going to take from you. 
My God. Jesus. Wow. You see the difference in the generation? And yet, he's the same God. And I said, okay. Okay. Let me tell you why Gabriel came to anoint your stomach. Let me let the world know how sweet my archangels are. He came to release mercy and grace over you. That if you do decide to eat something that I didn't want you to eat, it's not going to stay. It's going to come right back up. Because Gabriel do not want you to encounter or reap the consequences that come with you eating something by forgetting, not paying attention. So he came to release mercy and grace over you. I had ginseng, guys, like two months ago. I mean, pure ginseng from the root in a small capsule. And it comes with straws, you know. The thing is, ginseng is very healthy. But I was wondering why my body wasn't taking it. It kept coming out. It kept coming out. I didn't know what it was at first. And I kind of find out it's not the ginseng that God didn't want me to have. It was a person who was selling it. They was very, very demonic. They didn't worship God. And they just was living so, you know, they were doing a lot of evil things. And God said, I don't want that in you because they're toxic. It, it causes what they give to be toxic too. Because they're releasing demonic fruit in what they do. I don't want that fruit in your body. So it had to come out. And this is going to happen if I forget, which I won't, on what to eat. It's going to come right out every time. And you're going to pick it up sooner or later. You're going to get tired of going through that. And God have me to share that with you guys. Isn't that amazing? Look how times change. Now, I'm sure, like like Mary shared with Elizabeth, of course, she had to know because she's showing. The babies are leaping. So she knows that that's not Joseph's son. You understand? And... What's so amazing is that I notice that every woman that God comes to about their child or offering their child up to God because God counseled them to, it's always a boy. It's always a boy. I don't know why it's always a boy. Let me be quiet about that. Let me be quiet because God showed me pink and blue at the same time. I don't have time for that. That's too much for me. That's too much for me because let me just stick with the boy. Just stick with that. That's what you've been saying to me. Let me just stay right there. Don't confuse me. Just just stay right there. And it's just one boy. You understand? Sometimes I see two boys. Sometimes I see boy, girl. No, it's just, no, boy, one boy. That's what you show me. That's the promise. Anything else? I don't, that's just signs. <laughs> you understand for real? You understand? Let's just stay right there. That's the promise. You did say that. Just the boy. Just one. It was just one. Yeah. Hallelujah. I just thank God for everything. Because sometimes God shows symbols. Like I could be showing you a double portion. And we take it like, oh, that means two? No, not literally. 
It makes double portion of everything you receive. It comes to you again in a higher measure than the first time. I'm going to shut the music down. Yeah, because I'm I'm about to take a little nap. <laughs> I, I was up with Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, it's 9 or 2. I'm taking a nap. I was up with Gabriel. Yeah, he just stood there. And I didn't, it's Gabriel. I didn't know you were that sweet because you always come with a message. You don't really say much. But how could I not think you're, you know, have a sweet side when you, from God too. Thank you for anointing my belly. It's a lot of light in there. Yeah. Oh God. That's what I don't know. See, it's different. That's the difference. I was, I was wondering why is it so different for me? Because I'm not married yet. It's restoration. I was supposed to be. I get it. I get it. And I'm not married yet. And they were married and they told their spouses. If I was married, I would tell him about this dream. But I'm away. I don't think they say anything. I said enough. He already knows everything. This is amazing how all this has happened to me. So much biblical theology come in the past that we read in my life. Gabriel, thank you. Gabriel, no, I'm not having no around no time next year. He's not even coming at me like that. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> Gabriel, I love you too. Mom. You know that. We're going to be wrestling. I'm trying to tell you without me even moving because I'm in a generation that don't even have to make any of those type of moves. I'm trying to tell you. I have a blood walk right. That's good enough right there. Okay. <laughs> Gabriel is clapping. If you guys see how big these archangels are, you'll be like, whoa. Wow, I done spoke for almost an hour. God, I need to share these things with you guys. Let's take a break. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. I love you.